six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take it to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. Good afternoon. This is a public affair. I'm Tutankhamun Asa. And I will be your host for the next hour. We're going to talk about three subjects. We're going to talk about the incredible Brittany Griner and why we need her home immediately. We're going to talk about the hatred that cultures of color create about each other. And we're going to talk about R.B. Wade and why these incredible women need the help of men. I have a guest today and his name is Joe Mullenberg. How are you doing, Joe? Hey, I'm all right, Coach. How are you? Good. How's everything going today? Oh, I'm well. We got a, a new baby coming along, and we're real excited about it. We just went in for our ultrasound. All the heads and toes, or one head and one toes, so we're really excited. What a blessing. What a blessing. I want to tell everybody out in the radio land a little bit about myself. I um, have a nonprofit called the Mellowhood Foundation, and we work to align mental stability and mental support with academic achievement with youth in high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools. I also have a podcast called When a Black Man Say It, because as we know, everyone can talk about the culture in this lovely world, but the only time we get inflamed is when a black man says it. Also, I have a phone number for you to call if you'd like to call and, and lend your wisdom and respond to something or have something to say to me or ask me questions. I just ask that you keep it respectful and you constantly bless the radio station by being professional about it. The number is 608-256-2001-2001, extension 9. So let's talk about some of these things. Men out there, and Joe, chime in, please. I want to say that it's ridiculous in this world that we're always expecting women, female humans, to be superhuman. We never ask men to be superhuman. We never have those ridiculous expectations. And right now, the female human is under attack, the body, the brain, the mind, the mental health. And it's time for us as men to step up and join forces and not just be allies, but we need to be Mm co-conspirators. Some Mm -hmm. of the most phenomenal leadership people on earth. And there's no way women should be standing up by themselves in these picket lines protesting without us. I know that women are quite capable of being incredible leaders. In fact, there's a African saying that um, it rebuts the um, European saying. It is a saying in a European mindset that says, and behind every great man is a great woman. Well, we know in the um, African culture that in front of every great man is a far greater woman. And we need to be out front supporting, doing everything we can to support these incredible female humans, these women. Chime in on this, Joe, please. Yeah, I think that men, you know, generally we we do have kind of a privilege where in society it's kind of built for men, you know, easier for men, um, male-identifying folks. And I think it's be easy to become complacent, right, when we don't see the struggles that women have or we don't have to deal with that ourselves. But I, I completely agree it's time for us to stand up Um, this point in history where, you know, we're going to be challenged to do more. I agree. What is the deeper reason why we witness it every day as far as women not making the same amount of money, women being subjected to every type of invalidation on the job? What, two years ago at the um, basketball tournament, if I'm not wrong, wasn't it two years ago, we saw, um, after Title IX, obviously, we saw... (laughs) Mm -hmm the women's workout room, and it was smaller than my home gym. And yet we say we respect women and you, we uplift women. Do What do you think, Joe, is the reason why we don't actually get it, that it, we should be respecting, conceding, quit trying to lead sometimes, being strong enough as humans to walk behind and just support women? What, what's it going to take, in your opinion? Well, I, don't, I, I mean, just to be humble and honest, like, <laughs> I don't know all the, you know, I'm kind of the answers, but like, I just think it's easy for us to, uh, you know, just to say that we support people and not really share power. I think it's about power to be quite honest with you. Sorry, there's a big plane coming up here overhead. Um, but 
people don't realize the power that they have when they have it. I think often this is, of course, plays out racially too. Um, and you know, it's so many intersections of, you know, uh, vulnerable vulnerability, uh, oppression that happen. And um, I think that it's 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 easy just live how you how you always have been with the power or privilege that you always have been given. Uh, didn't have to fight for, and you don't realize how some folks really have to fight to not even get to be the on the same level as you started. Um, and you know, that's for me as a white cisgender man, uh, <laughs> that that's my challenge, you know, is to see and listen to folks to try to seek to understand before, you know, having other people understand me. I think, I think coach, I've mentioned that to you before. I love that phrase seek to understand before being understood. If we could try to just live by that more, boy, I think we'd be on to some real actual progress. 50-year anniversary of Title IX, and we're still having these conversations. People out there in Radio (laughs) Land, if you want to call in, remember the number is 608-256-2001, extension 9. 50-year anniversary, and we're still acting as if women are second- and third-class citizens. There are... As we speak to that, let's um, segue into Brittany Griner, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Now, here we have a the WNBA, which is woefully underfunded with some of the world's best basketball playing humans you could ever think about. Women actually shoot better than men and women process much better than men. And as a basketball coach, I tell you, I would much rather coach girls because they'll have a play down in about two plays boys take about two weeks so let me just say this at least six foot nine <laughs> black unapologetically black a member of queer nation supporting of the the quest for dignity in this world allegedly smoking marijuana and i just want to say this it's ridiculous to assume and it's allegedly smoking marijuana so is is russia telling us that Allegedly, she's the only one of all the people that travel to Russia, all the athletes that go to Russia, all the women basketball players and men basketball players that go to Russia. She's the only one who allegedly brought some type of cannabis paraphernalia someplace. And um, I want to answer a coach that said if it was Kevin Durant or LeBron or Seth Curry or Steph Curry, either one of the Currys, they'd be out already. I want to take that a little further and say that if it was Sue Bird, Sabrina Nescu, um, Brianna Stewart, Vanders, anybody like that, they wouldn't have even have been arrested. What's your opinion, Joe? Yeah, I mean, once again, it comes down to money, power, politics, you know, and it's easy to prey on those who you view as vulnerable or less powerful. So, like, you know, this is just another example of that you got to, you know, beautiful black queer woman, um, or sorry, I guess I don't know exactly how she identifies, but uh, you know, she deserves, uh, you know, the same power. Well, we know, know she's beautiful. We know she's black. We know she's queer. So you're, you're right. Beautiful, black, queer. And I would like everybody in radio land right now to just say Brittany Griner. Just say it with me at the count of three. We're going to say it five times. You ready, Joe? Mm-hmm. Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner should be home now. Not a political pawn, a human, a female human that should be at home. I don't know what's going on, but we, the WNBA, I wish you wouldn't play another game. The NBA, I wish you wouldn't play another game. I wish it would, the NFL, I want to hear... The people we love calling the goat in this country, and I don't know how you could call Tom Brady the goat of anything with all the privilege he enjoys, and Peyton Manning, the deified gods of football. I want them to stand up and say, bring Brittany home immediately. I want that to happen. I I love you, Tom Brady, but you do have a debt to pay for that MAGA hat you had on. I want you to stand up and say that you want Brittany Griner home immediately. I want you to chime in, Joe, but... I want to also ask the callers what they think, and I want their opinions. Remember, we're going to do it respectfully because this is very important. 608-256-2000. Oh, 
1-800-821-2001, extension 9. Talk to me, Joe. Yeah. We'd love to hear. Yeah, we'd love to hear what callers have to say because I'm curious. I, I like to listen. I like to hear other people's wisdom. Um, you know, it's just crazy how much power people have at their fingertips. He, uh, Tom Brady sit down for 30 seconds and, and post, put out a tweet or a whatever post, and, man, he could make some, some of this stuff happen. I almost use a curse word. I promise I wouldn't. Um, but I, I'm, it kind of just makes me upset how easy it is for some people to use their power for good, but they're caught up in their illusion or their isolation of, of you know, fame or whatever. So I think, yeah, we should put some pressure on some of these folks. I agree. The, the women of the WNBA, they just got a raise. They uh, make, look at this, these statistics, they make so much less than the men in the NBA. Everybody, the least we can do is expect the most of our fellow humans. And we should be sitting up here right now saying that everything should halt until the queen is back. There's enough of the wearing the jerseys and the, the symbolic stuff, but the symbolic stuff doesn't move anything. This woman is still in a Russian prison, unraveling by the moment. And I don't care what anybody says, nobody should be there. And we're talking about weed. You're gonna tell me no athletes smoke weed in Russia? You're gonna tell me you, of all the athletes, once again, we're just making the presumption and assumption that she was doing it allegedly? All the athletes mm-hmm. that go to Russia to play all the sports, we just happen to pick the six foot 10, brilliant, beautiful, queer queen. We just happen to pick her who's unapologetic as a fighter of dignity. It just happened to be her. Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner, Brittany Griner. Bring her home. Let's quit playing. Let's quit talking. All the hand wringing, all the flower bringing, and all the psalm singing. We need Brittany Griner back. Coach, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What? What what can we do? What should we be doing? Should we be getting on social media? That's a great question. Thank you for asking me. I think, and we all know in this capitalistic society that I'm not adverse to, but we, if you moved the money that the people who move this world, if you, if you shake it by a billion of a percentage point, that's when people start listening. As I said, I don't think the WNBA should play another game. I don't think the NBA Summer Leagues should play another game. I think all sports should stop. I think pro baseball should stop right now. Because, once again, let's, let's be real. If it was Tom Brady, Sue Bird, um, Peyton Manning, and I don't want to always say if because if, if was a fifth, everybody would be drunk. I don't want to just say if as if I want to um, divide and start some type of argument. I just want to say we should stop every sports engagement. The average base salary this season is about $5.4 million for an NBA player compared with about 120000 or so for women. Come on now. Inequality, inequality, inequality. Inequality anywhere is inequality everywhere. And there is no way that you can be walking around assuming that you are doing something in your world if somebody else is being mistreated. So don't forget, I want to say it one more time, and we have something else I want to talk about. So everybody in Radio Land, I want you to say it one more time with me, whether you're at the mall, because this is absurd obsession with malls in Madison. It'll be, it'll be 2 o'clock in the afternoon, a million people are in a mall. <laughs> you're inside. <laughs> You're in a mall, wherever we yeah, are. Yeah. Let's say it loudly. Stand up wherever you are and say one time, Brittany Griner, we love you. We need you home. Asafu Allah, Brittany Griner, we need you home. Bring the queen home. Another thing I want to talk about, Madison and America, and I want to talk to you. You and I talk about this a lot. I've been watching this, um, this absurdity of hate and I'm sorry I have to call it Asian hatred I don't want to objectify it but I have to say it because it is Asian hatred and some of it is being led by um, some of it is being engaged and not led I want to parse my words and make sure I'm correct by um, people who look like me and I have a great deal of 
love for my culture, the world's culture, America's culture, and our culture. And when I say our culture, I mean African, Afro-Caribbean, Latinx, um, African-American, and African culture, because I come from all of those. And I want to ask and challenge the culture. We're too big, and we're much better than this. Yeah, I hear all the... um. The stupid stuff I hear a lot. Well, when we go into their stores, which that's, you know, we're stereotyping. Every Asian person doesn't have a store. Or when we go into their hair shops, every Asian person doesn't have a hair shop. Or when I go, listen, stop it. It's ridiculous. We have suffered horribly by stereotypes, supremacy, hatred, violence, oppression. It makes no sense for us to be trying to extend that to somebody else. I also want to yeah. bring this subject up, and you and I talk about this a lot, Joe. My foundation, the Mellowhood Foundation, we set a group of diverse students down two, three years ago, actually. Remember our podcast, and we talked about yeah. the lies that cultures of color tell about other cultures of color. And I sat down with a two Puerto Rican young men, a, a um, Mexican-American queen, I... Um, an African young man and two black American. We talked about, and they all had something to say about their uncles or their aunts or their fathers and mothers saying something negative about another culture. And I just want to say, um, don't we realize what we're creating and how we're actually radicalizing our youth by feeding our young people more and more of this nonsense hatred. We don't, we have to quit these stupid tags and slurs and tropes about another culture when we're all trying to be a better culture and we all have to live together and work together. It's stupid for us to have any part of this constant feeding of this beast of hatred because we see what happens. We see what radicalized people of privilege do. People end up getting killed. So we can't be a part of that. Weigh in on this, Joe, please. Or anybody else for that matter. Here's the number once again. 608 Two five six two thousand one two zero zero one extension nine. Yeah, uh, when you were talking, I was just thinking about how I think you know I grew up small small white town in this state, and kind of always thought racism was something just that white people learned or white people um, imposed or believed. Um, so it's just internalizing racism is something that everyone in this country has, you know, unfortunately shared in our history and it doesn't matter who you are. Like you, it kind of gets rained down on you and we have what we do definitely do have a white supremacist society in this country. And um, we have a right, a white privileged society and there's a segment of it. That's white supremacist. I don't want to, um, I don't want to ever say that all white people are somehow racist or supremacist because that means I would have to be just as, ignorant enough to <laughs> believe what people say about all black people well, or what all people say about police officers. And I want to just put this out here. I don't hate the police. People like to say that about me all the time. I just hate murderers who disguise themselves as police. Right. And when I say white supremacist, uh, I don't, I guess maybe I'm generalizing more than I should explain that because I don't mean all of us, everyone's walking around in white robes or tiki torches. I mean, our society is built for white people by white people for white people. Well said, well said. Yep. And that's a, that's a form of supremacy of power. Um, you know, there's a stigma, you know, uh, deservedly uh, behind the uh, racism and white supremacy. Yes, of course. And, but however, I think it keeps that fear of being stigmatized or blamed, I think makes white people, you know, afraid of addressing that what they really feel because we all are racist we all have racism with us inside of let us me uh, interrupt you for a minute right. on that um i of don't course, think pe- people in power are really afraid of anything i mean i think mm. uh, white privilege is quite comfortable on um, being on top of that mountain and, and um i hear a lot of yep. friends that are white that i thought were my friends talk um telling other white people how um how exhausting it is um, battling for these dignities and marching and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that you say it's exhausting clearly proves you don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, we can't keep walking around in a neighborhood and talking about how black lives matter when there's nothing black living in your neighborhood, nothing brown living in your neighborhood. 
we can't keep talking about um, this absurd uh, challenge or label of woke culture by people who don't know. Woke is just a slang word that black people use for other black people to mean wake up, be aware. I don't know how other people picked it up and spiraled it into something else. It does not mean, you know, how people segments of um, white privilege use it as an attack on black people. No, it's actually slang. So when you use this, know what it means. So I just wanted to correct you there, Joe, because uh, I don't think white privilege has any problem. Um, Remember that Chris Rock, (laughs) (laughs) he said he asked a white guy in the movie theater, would he trade places with him and he was rich and black? And uh, this guy was sweeping up popcorn off the floor. He said, nah, I think I'll stay in this white skin for a while. So, so let's keep stuff 100 when we talk. It's not, you know, I'll tell you something. If I was magic for about a week, I'd walk around (laughs) as a white man. And I'd have that incredible power when the cops pulled up behind me. I could play my music louder. I could walk into um, any store in America and not be um, followed. I could probably go to the school board and say, hey, you know what? What's this has to stop? So, you know, I don't know if it's, um, yeah. if they uh, don't know they have a privilege. They just don't want to shake, get off that position of power. Joe, I think we have, what, about one or two minutes? Sure, yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons I really appreciate talking to you, Coach, because you always, you give me your honest, you know, uh, assessment of, of what I say, and that informs you know, my worldview. So, but that works for me also, Joe, because you and I both remember, um, a while when, as I always tell white people, there's so much that they have to teach and they can teach. And there's so much that they have to learn and unlearn themselves. And, you know, as a, as a proud, um, black human, I can't teach and I shouldn't be expected to teach, but I can reach. I can reach for you if you reach to me. And, and I've learned so much from you and, and my next guest, Winton, and so many of my circle of humans, whatever their um, ethnicity is, Dave, Bray, um, Deontay Pruitt. I've just learned so much by finally taking that power to listen. And, um, and that's when I become blessed. I um, want to circle back to a couple of things again. And if anybody in the audience still wants to call in, you have that number again. It's 608-2567. I mean, I'm sorry. Two five six two zero zero one extension nine. I just want to say, um, think about what we're talking about. I'm I'm um, asking the culture, our culture, and our culture stand up today against Asian hate, misogyny, transgender hate, any type of queer nation hate, internment hate, black, brown, and Indigenous hate, just just stand against hate. Let's also stand with women who should not be by themselves. Because as surely as they are attacking women, they'll be attacking, and they already have, queer nation, and they're all, and pretty soon they're going to be telling black people who they told at one time, and I mean white supremacy, not white privilege. You're three-eighths human, they're going to be telling you who you can marry, and you know, in Madison... You black men love you some white women. You know um, you're going to get real upset behind that. Stand against all types of hatred. You lead and you lift with love and be unapologetic and indefatigable about the support you give somebody else. And a person doesn't have to look like you for you to care about them. And let's not forget that Brittany Griner, women, cultures of color, let's quit blaming everything on somebody else that doesn't look like you and a rising tide lifts what? Somebody finish it. Finish it for me, Joe. Uh, rising tide lifts everyone. Your wife's probably beside you. Ask her because she'll give it to you more correctly. You, you know your wife's the brilliant one. Ask her again. <laughs> a rising tide lifts all. <laughs> with all, all people. Yeah, I understand the concept. I, I'm not real good with saying. <laughs> we have a Devin on the line. Um, hey, Devin, how you doing? Hey, good. How you doing, Ag? appreciate it's kind of came in mid middle of the conversation but a very appropriate conversation and i just wanted to you were talking about uh, white supremacy and uh you know uh yeah. how basically you know basically racism starts to become this uh trend among all races and it, it it's really like when you look who wins in this it is the white supremacists who 
want, you know, um, race, other, you know, people of color and various groups, not just racial, but any, any group to fight against each other, you know, and mm-hmm. you see this among liberal and conservative. It's like, well, I'm in this group and we don't like that group who oppresses us. And it can be uh, gender oriented. And it's like, and then there's people in the middle. I'm a white guy. And it's like, I'm pretty much in the middle. And I just like to get along like most people to get through the day. But uh, it's like you get targeted. If you, it's like, then this is like, well, you know, you got to be careful and you got to be respectful. But it's all, it's kind of a minefield when, when uh, uh, we kind of get into divisions. And, but it's all about respect. And I wanted to address uh, uh, also that, you know, some of these issues. I'm new to Madison, I've only been here like 10 months, but I come from Atlanta after 27 years. So what we're seeing is, is uh, uh, you know, it's Madison is unique and, and it's special in many ways, but it's also um, has its uh, opportunities for growth, you might say. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might say. Anyway, yeah, but it's a very, <laughs> nice the conversation you're having, I would not hear much of in Atlanta too much, but it's it's very refreshing. I appreciate it. And Devin, thank you for um chiming in i um once again i have a small um nonprofit called the mellowhood foundation we probably get the smallest amount of donation of any nonprofit in any solar system or in any constellation in anywhere <laughs> but fighting for the dignity of humans is especially students is what my ancestors lead me to do and i'm um i'm so proud to be doing that because i um used to walk around mad at the world and finding reasons to blame people. And now, let's be real, there's more than enough blame to go around, but I, I like that Angela Davis quote when she, I'm paraphrasing, but she talked about um, she wanted to change the things she could no longer accept. And I know that, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like uh, preachers and stuff, but I know, um, actually, my next guest, Wynton Boyd, is an ex-preacher. But I know I want to be leading with love. And a friend of mine, George Reinstein, told me, you can measure if you're effective or not when you come into the room and people remember what you said when you left or how you made them feel after you left. So I, I want to make sure that we're pushing to lift the culture, the entire culture, but we're pushing in a way that we call you out, but then we call you back in because once again, you know, we have to lead this with love and lift this with love. Otherwise, we're not doing anything. I don't want, I mean, 50 years, the, this year is the 50th anniversary of Title IX. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade being attacked. A queer woman, and it, the disgusting thing about it is not even news anymore. Morons using weapon of war shooting people. We have a lot of work to do in this world. And we have to quit attacking each other and pretending that's the way. That's the way to deflect. That's the way to not take responsibility. But we have to really start believing that together we have to make these changes. And I'm hoping that we can, and we have to. We cannot make any excuses. If we quit spending all of our money trying to look good every day and move that percentage point backward by a billionth of a percent, the people who have this money in this world will start changing. Now, I may disappear for saying this, but if children can go to better schools, queer people can walk knowing that they'll be treated just like anybody else, a woman can make just as much money or more if she deserves it as any man. And when the best shooting and best free throw shooting basketball players on earth, women, when they make as much as men, and when a black human can walk out the house and not worry about catching 60 bullets, then we know we've, um, we've done some type of work. So we have to continue to work and not twerk. You, either one of you gentlemen want to weigh in? I agree. I I just well, I just wanted to say thanks for calling me in. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, appreciate you, Coach. Oh, bless you. I know we got to make time for Winton to come in here too. Well, we could talk until Winton's on the line. You know, I don't know. I'm if... I'm I'm here, and I heard I heard oh, you yeah. talk about preachers, but but that's all right. <laughs> now you know I love you, Winton. <laughs> I do, and actually, so uh, Winton Boyd calling in, um, friend of Coach, and I just wanted to. Uh, lift up coach that, you know, we got to know each other um, at a community meeting and it was kind of tense a number of years ago. And then we were both located in the same neighborhood and over a bunch of years have worked through a lot of things to figure out how we move forward as 
black and white and as uh, folks who care about all all kinds of people. And I just appreciate that um, it takes work and it takes uh, getting to know each other and it takes um, getting through some bumps because we, we view the world differently and that's natural and normal if we come from different places. Staying in the game is, I think, what's been uh, something I've really appreciated with you and with others as we try and work on all this stuff because um, we can't do it you know, from our computer. We have to do it with folks in relationship with, you know, friends and colleagues who we're in relationship with. Let me introduce um, radio audience to um, Winton Boyd. Winton Boyd um, was a pastor for 20 years at a church. Winton, you can give them the name. Orchard Ridge United Church of Christ in Madison, Wisconsin. And um, it's hard for me to say because, you know, I am a black man and we're, um, we're just dealing with the fact that we can show emotions, but Winton is, um, Winton and Joe both are some of my dearest friends, and the narrative in Madison is about, about me is that I don't like white people. There's nothing more ridiculous than that. I like people who love people. Winton um, is one of the fairest, most uplifting, one of the purest hearts you'll ever meet in your life. And we've had some rows and we've had some kerfuffles and we've had some arguments. But um, I'll give you a funny, um, I'm going to give you some insight. I, um, I battled a major, a major illness. Winton Joe, Winton's wife, Helene Nelson, John Roten, Liz Borchardt and her sisters and a bunch of people. Deb Nemeth, bunch of people brought me through that void when um, I really didn't even know um, Jerome Flowers came over my house and prayed with me. I, I just didn't know what was going to happen, but, and so many students, I just knew I had to make it happen. And I was at a hospital and I gave explicit orders for nobody to come and um, see me. That's when I began to understand the power of white people. Went and white man its way through the entire hospital. <laughs> and there was a knock on my <laughs> operating room door and Winton was there holding me some flowers. So Winton is a lovely, Joe's a lovely person. There's some lovely people that I want to make sure that um, I have the courage as a man. Because, you know, we try to hide our feelings and we get taught not to have feelings. And we get taught being approachable is somehow a weakness. I want to just let the radio world know how much I love Winton and Joe. Devin Hamilton. A whole bunch of people in my life who have made me a better person. But I want to get back to what we're talking about. And um, once again, I want to invite callers. Come on in. Join the show. Help the flow. 608-256-2001, extension 9. I want to talk about some things, Winton, and you may be aware that Joe and I talked about, and you and I talk about all the time, this uh, hatred of women in America that we barely care about disguising, this uh, lack of understanding or maybe understanding about feeding this beast of hatred and how it benefits those who run the world in a negative way and um, this absurdity of this queen being inc incarcerated for no reason because if, if we start incarcerating people for allegedly doing stuff Oh, that's why she is black, and that do, I forgot that does happen. So we have. What's your opinion on that, Winton? Let's start with um, R. B. Wade first. Well, I think you were just talking about Brittany Griner. Is that right? Yes, we'll start with. We'll go with Brittany. Go ahead. I think it's well, all I linked just, up, I, though. Go ahead, though. Yeah, you know it is, and I think um, the powers that be in Russia know exactly where our weak spots are, and they know um, they know where to you know, where to try and get our attention. And so I don't think it's any accident that a black queer uh, woman basketball player is somebody that of all the people they could have detained for whatever reason they made up or whatever reason they wanted, um, that that would be the person. Um, and so then it comes back to us in terms of how we navigate it. And I, you know, it's way above my pay grade to know how to negotiate um, prisoner exchange or, you know, how to get Brittany Griner back. Um, but I do think uh, it was very intentional and very thoughtful on the part of the Russian uh, officials. And it's because they 
they know that we're not quite sure what we want to do with all that um, and how much we want to push to get her back. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really hopeful that um, things will work out soon, very soon for her. And I can't imagine that she says she feels uh, afraid every day or terrorized. I, I believe it. Um, and uh, I just, if there's any way of communicating that there are a lot of folks waiting for her to come home, I would sure want to communicate that. And, and once again, I want to make sure that we're all aware that um, now these people who use America, the America consciousness as a, as a game, the Republican, the Democratic Party, now we have people on both sides of these parties vying for the title of I freed Brittany. If you, some of you don't even see, recognize her as a human, and now all of a sudden you want to run around saying what you would do if if she was a member of your party or how you'd get her out when before Brittany Griner got arrested, all you did was attack queer nation. All you did was attack black nation. All you did was attack female nation. Now, all of a sudden you want Brittany out. No, you want to be elected again in some place where you can fight abortions and arrest people of color and attack women. Let's not forget that some of you out there have no respect no desire to see women prosper, queer people prosper, and people of color prosper. And quite frankly, I want to say this. If you don't want people to prosper, you're really attacking your own culture. Because once again, together our cultures rise. And let's quit pretending that this is what amazes me. And I want your opinion on this, Winton. This is what amazes me about America. I always hear um, people run around talking about, well, we're of different races. I have not identified anybody from Neptune, Saturn, Pluto, or Uranus. I thought everybody was human, and everybody was a human in this world. So we're running around. We have sold each other on this absurd notion that we're different races. Give me your opinion on this, and anybody well, else in well, TV audience. I mean, in radio yeah. audience, once again, 608-256-2001, extension 9. What's your opinion on that, Winton? Well, well, we know, Coach, that um, race was was a construct that was created to define those who were not white in the time of slavery, and servants who were white um, were not, con- you know, were able to become free, and those who were considered not white uh, were not allowed to become free, and that was the construct that was created so that uh, folks could remain enslaved. So um, it continues to be used. Um, in all kinds of ways as a way of dividing folks. And that's the reason um, that's the reason people do it is they want to divide. And mostly folks that look like me who are white and who are male and who are straight, um, not most of the white male straight folks, but most of the folks in power and most of the folks who are uh, control and levers are folks who look like me. Um, and they want to keep it that way. It's really about power. And um, I just don't think there's any other way of uh, explaining it. I appreciate you um, saying that. And that, you know, we have a lot of talks along those lines. And once again, I've learned so much about you. And anybody that wants to call in, please call in and weigh in on this. On an aside real quick, you said um, straight white men, you know, who enjoy an incredible privilege. So on that note, could people quit calling Tom Brady the GOAT? Tom Brady is a handsome, if, if you know, if that's what you like. Six foot four, rich, straight white man, whatever straight means, because I don't like these terms. How in the name of God and two more women are we calling Tom Brady, who never, you know, all he had to do to make it was run slightly under a six second 40 and he got a job. Let's quit calling him the goat. Did he have to do with any racism? Did he have to do with any lynching? Was he a woman? who I'd like to call the goat in many ways. What did he have to deal with? And we're running around calling a man who was a great football player. I'm not taking that from him. But he literally gets to walk through life unchallenged, and I'm not mad at him about that. But let's talk about people who came through social disruption, social challenge, and still maintained an excellent level on the football field. Do we know that, um, you know Marlon Briscoe died, what, three days ago, Winton? I didn't know that. And you know who he, he, he was, right? I don't, actually. He was one of our earliest black quarterbacks. Hmm. And we're 
uh, you know, Warren Moon had to go to um, Canada, right? Yep. Yep. You know that yep. the guy that actually was better than uh, Terry Bradshaw that had the quarterback job, but, you know, racism gave it to Terry Bradshaw. Now, here, I'm, here's what I'm playing a joke on the, the, the um, radio audience. Now, when you start talking about sports, <laughs> watch a million people. What the heck did you say? What you say about Tom Brady? A million people are going to call now mad. But I had to wrap it around some social consciousness to get somebody to call in. Now, it's going to be about five people call in and want to light me up because I had the nerve to touch the sacred aspect of Tom Brady. But Tom Brady was not Bill Russell, who was winning a championship game for the city of Boston. And people were defecating, broken his house and defecated in his bed. Tom Brady was you know, not. Coach, I, I, go ahead. Well, I, I think you bring in Bill Russell, and I think that is an excellent example of, you know, one of the things that I'm heartened by over the last, you know, over the last few years is, I mean, Tom Brady is a celebrity. He's a good football player. Um, he's a celebrity, and so many celebrities, so many athletes, don't use their power to, to make any kind of a statement, any kind of initiative. Um, that has any kind of controversy to it. And then there are others, and, and the numbers have increased recently, and I appreciate that. But, you know, people like Bill Russell, who was an early pioneer in saying, um, you know, the, the context in which all of this athletic stuff is going on matters, and we need to speak to it. And he did that. Jackie Robinson did that. Some of the early uh, women who were Althea trying Gibson. to break in the, Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Arthur Ashe. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, that's what I want more of is athletes, whether they're whatever uh, culture they come from, and there are many who are doing it, and I appreciate that, to, to use the leverage they have because of their status that uh, often comes because they're good and because they've got sponsorships and they've got TV coverage. Can you use that for something that benefits the whole, not just their pocketbook? Um, Beautifully I, said. I Beautiful. On, on yeah, that I note? Current, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. On that note, you you struck that beautifully, and please say that again, and like you always do. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, incredible spokespeople, incredible business people. Can I hear you say, Brittany Griner needs to be home? Can you say it? So many of you. Mm -hmm. Can I hear you say it, Charles Barkley? Can I hear you say it more, Shaq? Thank you, Shaq. I've heard um, Kyrie Irving say it. I've heard a lot of people say it. I heard a lot of WNBA women say it, but can we stop making money for these people who would have Brittany Griner home in a second? Because we know if you're not, who was it that said if you're not prepared to lose everything, don't expect to gain anything? Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, can you stand up and say Brittany Griner should be home? Because I've noticed that you so, flit around and stop. Let me just finish this, sir. I've seen people mm -hmm. flit around and pretend Quit sticking your finger in the stream of social consciousness and dignity and put your foot in it. Go ahead, Winton. You brought up the WNBA. I don't think it's uh, an accident that a group of women who have had to fight for their own dignity as a league um, would be the ones leading the way in social consciousness um, in this country, I mean, in terms of professional athletic leagues, always have. They, they know the, they, they know their struggle. They've known it from the beginning. They entered the whole arena of professional sports as women who were paid a fraction of what men are paid, who had the fraction of the opportunities, whether or not there was Title IX. So they know struggle uh, from the get-go, and so they know. And they, and you know, um, there you you reuse the phrase about all tides raising. Uh, all boats, so the tide, rising tide raising all boats, they understand that if they work together, they're going to accomplish more than if they uh, try and just do their own personal uh, wealth development through endorsements with no statement about anything. And let me stop you right there, though. You're, you're right, yeah. and, but also they're fearless and they're convicted. Yes. $120,000 the average salary, the average salary for the NBA player is $4.5 million. They're convicted. They led at the forefront of the incredible Mr. Floyd, his death. WNBA, Tawana brought everybody. They stood up and said no more. Yes. They actually 
activated and was a catalyst for the NBA to do something, we are placing too much of a burden on women to be superhuman, which is so unfair to them. I'm saying right now, let's start supporting women. I need some males to say women, 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 start supporting them. We need to. We have to quit playing with them. Every time we turn around, a woman is doing four and five times the work we are doing on so many levels, and then we get mad at them for having the nerve to lead. Talk to me, Winton. It's a lot of places. Uh, so I, you mentioned I was a pastor at a church for 20 years, a lovely church, a lovely experience. Um, but one thing that's happening in the church, and it's happening in a lot of other kind of old institutions is um, places that uh, used to only employ white male, males um, are kind of begrudgingly, in many cases, employing women. And they're only doing it because they can't think of anything else and uh, can't get anybody else to come. But what the women understand is uh, when things get to a point where um, folks are, feel like they're out of options, that creates uh, a ripe uh, you know, kind of a ripe occasion for creativity and for trying new things and for lifting up institutions in new ways or uh, re recasting a vision for an institution. So it's a dynamic of, um, you know, it's rooted in sexism, but a lot of creativity is coming because, as you say, fearless women uh, are stepping into roles that didn't used to be available to them, and they're bringing a whole bunch of creativity to it, which is really exciting. I remember Oprah said, um, as women go, so go the world. And there's, there's nothing truer that. And I'm not, I don't want anybody out there in radio land to get inflamed and think, no, I'm a, I love being a man. But also I know that part of my strength and my wisdom comes from um, having incredible women teach me. I remember, Winton, remember I told you um, we were talking. I um, was trying to figure out how to do things in this world. And then I, um, saw this woman with a baby on her hip somehow pushing a stroller and I had another baby in her hand and she was doing all this and getting it done and I had to ask myself why am I acting like I can't do anything uh, I want to speak to Radio Land and just say this there's we as men should be doing much more not because we're pushed because it's morally right it's there's a requirement that we uplift women. Don't run out here and be macho and do this stupid stuff. If your lady likes to do it, but opening doors and all this performance art that you think somehow means you respect women, don't um, stop cursing around women because you think that that's going to hurt their delicate ears. That's a form of sexism. Just support women as the humans that they are and everything that you would want. And quit saying that you get mad at somebody because, and then you lead with, well, you know, I have two daughters. Well, even if you don't have daughters, still respect and support and elevate women. Don't wait till we hear about something happening to a woman for you to get engaged in supporting women. If we support women and fight for women the way they have always fight for, fought for us, then we're going to have a better world. And I want anybody to weigh in once again at 608 256 2001 what's wrong radio lander is this conversation too strong for you it can't be wrong for you because we're just talking about things that needed to be talked about and have to be talked about i want to ask young men of color sometimes we have to turn around to our mom and dad or our uncle who's always in the house asking for money we all got that uncle that takes a pack of cigarettes and taps them against his palm like this i guess it's going to smoke better and then he turns around and asks us for two dollars then he turns around and says something stupid about another culture every now and then we have to tell that uncle or that aunt shut up quit spreading poison about other cultures because it doesn't do anything good you got people throwing bananas at people going to school you have people dropping 60 bullets in the body eight cops an average of 11 shots each uh, a guy with deep mental issues buys a weapon of war that his dad helps him get even after he threatened to kill the family radicalizing youth but if, if somebody in another country that was a different shade than us we want to call them a radical but fathers and mothers we're radicalizing our own by teaching them this stupid hatred cultures of color 
it's our responsibilities to start creating these flowers of power and flowers of integrity and flowers of intelligence that we always have. But let's quit feeding our children the breakfast of hatred. Men, let's start sticking up for these phenomenal women. They're not property. They're not an aside. It's not perfunctory. It's what's required in order to make a better world. And don't be afraid if a woman is better at you than, than at something. Remember when we were all 12 years old, every girl our age could outrun us and hit harder than us. So let's be honest about it. <laughs> Weigh in on that for me. We, know, we, know, we, we know that you know, young women are more mature than young men. Think, as, yes. You know, adolescents. I, just going back to your um, story of seeing that woman with a couple of kids, I think for me it's it's just a reminder when we feel like the world's against us, there's always somebody who's uh, been showing us the way with, uh, you know, facing the struggle they've been facing, whether it's the same struggle as we have or a different one. And I'm constantly reminded uh, that my ancestors or people who have come before me um, have worked harder and uh, fought longer. And that, that encourages me and it gives me strength to, to stay in it and to keep fighting for the things I believe in. But there's always somebody who can guide the way, either because their struggle is larger and longer than ours or just because the way they hold themselves in the world uh, can inspire and guide us. Thank you for that, whatever Winton. Color, whatever gender. We got about one minute. I want to say um, public affair with Tutankhamun Asad, known as Coach Asad. I want to thank Joe Mullenberg. Winton Boyd, and I want to ask Radio World, let's make a stronger world, support women, quit spreading lies about other cultures. Brittany Griner should be home. Come on, very rich, very powerful, very privileged people, let's start speaking up for the entirety and the totality of this beautiful world. I'm Coach Asad. The name of my nonprofit is the Mellowhood Foundation. My podcast is called When a Black Man Say It. Thank you for this opportunity, Wart. And I just need to be a better person as we all do. Peace and love. Peace and love, Coach. Six foot six above sea level. I grab the mic because I like to take it to another mental level. Low power frequency radio modulation. The big sound from underground, another pirate station. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. We bring the sound communication of our tribal war. Dark vision fly by helicopters in the night. Attempt triangulation of our station in the fight. Straight from the base, deep down, no precision. High crime treason, we broadcast in sedition. Like the Wall Street morning, afternoon edition. Commandeering airwaves from unknown positions. Live and direct, we come and never pre-recorded. With information that would never be reported. Disregard the mainstream, media distorted. We come and listen and supported. Live and direct, we come and never pre-recorded. With information that would never be reported. Disregard the mainstream, media distorted. We come and listen. Listen and support it. Ha <laughs> ha.